Episode of the Rockfit Files. I'm your host, Rocky Snyder. This week, I invite a couple other podcasters onto the show. Nick and Shannon Birch, they have a podcast called Addicted to Fitness. And they have commentary on current nutrition research, fitness product reviews, and they interview professionals in the field of health and wellness. Uh, all that more every week. They've been doing it for six years. We're just going to jump right into the conversation. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. In the meantime, be sure to hit that subscribe button. How long have you guys been doing Addicted to Fitness podcast? Uh, it's been six years. We just had our 300th episode uh, probably earlier this year. Yep. And so that's uh, over six years. Wow. So really, in a, in a way, you were on the front edge of podcasting. You weren't one of the, the COVID crowds that were stuck at home, decided to do that. Uh, you've been doing it for quite a while. How, yeah, obviously, you enjoy it. Yes, I think the, it really kind of uh, started hitting its stride. Right? So I had, we started with the original, I, another host, um, and then, you know, he was a little bit unreliable. So I said, who was the best, you know, the most reliable co-host? Uh, probably the person I live with. So uh, <laughs> Shannon jumped in and it's always been smooth sailing since then. Convenient. Yeah, three, threesomes are so hard. It's better uh, just the two of you, right? Yeah. Then, um, so... Are you both personal trainers? Are you what? What's your role in the fitness industry? Well, I, I'm a personal trainer. That is my uh, my title. So I, I work with clients face to face, virtually through uh, my company. Or uh, my company is Elemental Training Tampa. I created that in 2015, and I work out of a space here in Tampa called Tampa Strength. Um, so we, I see the clients in person there. I have a couple at home clients I see. Um, and then thanks to uh, COVID, I started seeing people over Zoom. Uh, and then also Tampa Strength uh, developed an app. So we're creating workouts for people virtually uh, through uh, app workouts. So I also have clients, online clients. And is that something that you find is, is I, obviously it's emerging. I've, I had a, a former trainer at my studio, moved to Vegas, and he is just killing it doing online programming for fitness competitors, but just in general, how's is, how is the app working for you with, with uh, gaining clients and, and I don't know if you call them memberships or what? Yeah, so the, the thing, we're still learning. So I think it's, uh, it's kind of like you said, it's very an emerging thing and it's a, a learning process. Um, uh, you don't get the immediate feedback you get from seeing someone face-to-face. Um, so it's a little bit more on you to stay in constant contact and try to get their feedback so you can create the workout that best fits them. Um, and as far as getting it out to people, that's kind of the, uh, this, the kind of the real equation we haven't figured out entirely yet. You know, our, our niche at Tampa Strength is golf fitness. Um, so we have a specific demo. Um, so we try to market to that crowd. Um, we just need to get uh, better about marketing. Um, luckily, Shannon, that is kind of her, her wheelhouse. So uh, she is trying to, uh, she, she tries to help me, push me along the way in the right direction in regards to that. I, I'm trying my best to listen. So she, uh, <laughs> I need to listen a little bit more to help get more of those online clients. And are, I take it you two are married or been together for a long time? Yeah, Mary, so Mary yeah. just had our, our sixth wedding anniversary. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we have a four-year-old daughter too. So I spent, I've always been interested in health and fitness. Um, 
and I am a, a taught yoga teacher. So I went through my yoga teacher training about five years ago. And then we had our daughter and then COVID happened. But I recently got my certification from Chopra Institute as a health coach. And I'm going to get my well-being coach certification through them, which also includes meditation coach training. Well, that's the complete family package right there between the two of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Mind, gosh. body. <laughs> that's it. And then somebody can be like certified childcare uh, babysitter, <laughs> so to speak. And you got all the bases covered. So you're not just his, you're not just his, his blank canvas in which Nick can paint beautiful landscapes on with all the work that he does. You're, you're kind of like in some ways the backbone of the organization when it comes to operations and marketing and all that, right? Yeah, we, uh, we started out, we, we had a certain plan, I think, and that's shifted over the years. And I'm kind of stepping back in now to, to see where we need to make updates and obviously trying to provide some marketing and PR coaching to him um, and his business partner. But it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's always changing. I think that's the big thing with this industry is as people's needs change drastically, the business changes drastically and you have to keep up. So it's, it's a side hustle, but it's also, I mean, it's a full-time job too. It's certainly, I, I think we're living in somewhat mirror image lives because my wife is also doing exactly your role and she's getting me into the branding guide and she's <laughs> You know, we're going through these elevator speeches and these different platforms and we got to get these Pantone colors just right. And, you know, <laughs> all this stuff where I'm going, can't I just lift heavy stuff and put it down? Is it, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, uh, so it is, it makes for a deeper relationship, if nothing else, either it's going to work or it's not going to work. I, I think that's, <laughs> there's no in between there. So so I got to ask you about Addicted to Fitness. I, I've really been enjoying some of the episodes, uh, the, all the ones that I've listened to, I've enjoyed. But uh, what I, I really like is that you're kind of, you have this broad approach to all things related to, to fitness, movement, nutrition, sleep, breathing, everything you can think of. Uh, I'm curious though, have there been some whacked out episodes where you're going okay we we tried this or or what are the ones that make you go oh my gosh what was that all about well I mean you know I, I like you said we started like six years ago because I had fallen fell in love with podcasts and just the concept of it and then um I was like I want to do it myself and I was like but you know I was heard you had to have kind of a, a niche um, and, you know, I just started personal training. So I was like, okay, fitness, that's somewhat of a niche, but I was like, I want something catchy. So in the beginning, we were doing like challenges, like one of the first episodes, really probably in the first 10 to 12 episodes, I, I ate, I, we called it the Girl Scout cookie challenge. So I basically ate three Girl Scout cookies, which is about 300 calories. And then I immediately worked it off to see how long it would take to do a workout to burn 300 calories. 
So yeah, I know it was a bit, and then like I said, I was like, I look back on now, I was like, I don't know if that's the biggest, you know, some of the, the health principles I want to instill upon people, um, eating food and immediately working out, but it was kind of a, you know, just, it was fun, so I don't regret it, but I, I don't know if it had the, the message that we like to get through all of our episodes, you know? Well, so I like, it's, it's not like Morgan Spurlock's, it supersized me, you know, you didn't have to go that far. It was just three cookies. That's cool. That's, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, Shannon, what about you? I think um, some of our, our podcasts where we've done, um, I mean, some of our interviews, we, we get, I'm sure you understand, like you get approached by a lot of different people to do interviews and we've gotten to interview some fantastic guests. And I mean, they're like executives, founders, um, solo entrepreneurs, but some of them can be a little bit out there and even... I mean, I think I'm more the woo-woo kind of person of the two of us, but even some of them have gone farther than that. Um, and even I had a little bit of trouble kind of digesting what they ended up sharing with us. So um, I think some of those are, are probably our most out there where they go way beyond our knowledge base and sort of our comfort zone, but it's always interesting to see what they bring in. And there's usually a tidbit that you can use and take away from it, no matter what. Okay, I, I totally get that. I mean, harmonic frequency and and, uh, and smoke and crystals and you know, whatever you wanna call it, yeah. If you just hold this rock close to your shoulder, <laughs> all your problems will be solved. Yeah, I live in Santa Cruz, California. I mean, I am yeah. surrounded by that. It's not <laughs> like, it, it, yeah, and uh, and, and just off the top of my head, I was thinking back to what you were talking about, Nick, in, in terms of your approach and everything. And, and you said golf. And I'm like, Florida? Golf? Of course. You know, it's <laughs> almost like for me, it's surfers. You know, wherever you are in the world, there's always some demographic you're, you're mm -hmm. easily going to be hopefully getting into. But I will say this, Nick, when it comes to golf, I really have a hard time training golfers. And the reason why is because the work that I do unlocks restricted areas and makes them more uh, powerful in terms of golfers and more accurate and, and their golf game improves. And are they going to tell their friends? Not a freaking chance. Mm -hmm. They don't want to tell anybody you become their secret weapon. Has, has that happened to you? Uh, no, I mean, to a certain extent, yes, they do like to have the secret weapon. There's a couple of those people that are a little bit on the selfish side. Um, but luckily it kind of sounds like the same as what you do. You unlock the power and the improves their game, but a lot of the golfers we see are probably more the weekend warriors types. They play once a week. Um, they have full-time jobs and um, they're a little bit on the older side. Um, so the best thing we do for them is probably, which I uh, looking at your website, you do a lot of the mobility training. Um, you make people feel better too after their round of golf. That's, that's the thing that's getting them to refer me to more people is that they just feel better. Yes, they're playing better golf, but overall they're feeling better after 18 holes or 36 holes, or if they go on a four day trip and when they're playing 36 a day, um, they need that stretching mobility in complement as, you know, a complement to the strength training and all the other power training you're doing. They, they really eat up the, the, the ability to feel good after that much golf. 
I mean, I can only imagine the Tampa area being a really uh, aware area and when it comes to movement and fitness and, and exercise, just because the climate there is, is really conducive to that. Do, do you find mm -hmm. that in Tampa? I mean, is it pretty, I won't say easy, but is it pretty prevalent that people are seeking your, your services out? Yeah, we, we've held, um, the Tampa area has held titles on like the most uh, like self-obsessed and sh like shallow lists, you know, Sweet. because we actually yeah. have a lot of plastic surgeons, like per capita, we have one of the highest rates of plastic surgeons in the country. And I think that combined with, like you said, that it's just all year round, you have really ideal weather for being outside in some capacity. And we also have like a really big MMA crowd here, you know, the golf crowds here. We've got a lot of water sports, um, everything from like sports fishermen to kite surfers. Um, you really can do a wide range of activities here. So pretty much everybody that is going about their day-to-day -day business, I think is being inundated with, well, be fit, be healthy. You know, you, you've got all these wonderful resources here. You know, I love your role and how it complements Nick, because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you don't find this, is that most trainers that start their business, uh, they're really good at the training aspect and they take courses and, and, and continuing education. And it's all around fitness, strength, conditioning uh, and, and anything in that realm. But where we are lacking is uh, business management and the day-to-day -day operations. It's, it's rare for me to talk to a trainer and say, actually, I'm, I'm going on a, uh, a business retreat or there's a three-day summit for small business operators or how to become a franchise or so on. You don't find that. So uh, do, do you find that the combination that you both have co completes your business? Or is there a missing ingredient that neither of you have as a strong suit and it's something that you're trying to work toward? Well, I think the missing ingredient, it's probably not just uh, with not Shannon and I, it's probably everybody's time, right? Yeah. Like, uh, we, we got to manufacture time. Not that there will be, you know, we know that there's, you know, trying to dedicate time to our daughter and to each other and then to the business. Um, we we got to, you know, be better about time management. So that could be um you know we need a time manager maybe we can hire <laughs> that person on you know if they can uh, just call us or text us when we should start focusing on this during that time of the day and so forth and so forth but uh um as regards to strength i think like you said we we definitely complete each other um i know i got into the, the you know the fitness and health um i guess just working in it a little bit before shannon who's getting into it now um you know she's always always been a part of it um, so hopefully I have a little bit of, you know, kind of experience I can share with her and in regards to building a brand kind of like you just spoke about with your wife, she has way more experience with that. You know, like you said, I mean, for me, I, I got into fitness really through kick, uh, boxing and kickboxing and I just want to punch stuff and do jujitsu. Can I just do that and then the business run itself, you know? Um, but it's like, no, you know, you gotta be a businessman also. And she provides that. I think that's definitely how she's a compliment of our, our fitness community. Yeah. And I noticed, and, and I continue to see this, um, but there's 
like you mentioned, there, there's not a lot of people who can juggle both the, the operations and execution of the work, you know, providing the services while also thinking strategically about the business. Am I pricing these things right? Am I marketing to the right targets? Should I, should I have a presence on a certain platform? Um, social media, I think the emergence of social media was a blessing and a curse. It allowed people to reach a lot more people, but it also put a way bigger um, pressure load on those kind of solo fitness entrepreneurs because it's all on them. And something that Nick and I have talked a lot about is, yes, there's two of us. He's still, you know, he's got his, his gym partner that he works with on that side of the business. But a lot more people, I think, need an additional person that can own some of this because otherwise you're taking time out of the, your day, your professional day to do the services, just to market yourself and to worry about that, that sort of background side. And I think we're going to see a lot more um, support needs uh, for just those individuals that can kind of come in and provide a few hours of help and really guide that, that strategy. Um, I've given Nick several strategies over the course of his career and our podcast, and it always comes down to execution. It's just, it's such a time suck. It is. I got to agree because, you know, we, we try to put out social media content on Instagram, Facebook, you know, most of our clients are on the older side. So we're leaning toward Facebook in that regard, but, but, uh, but, and it's not too much with Twitter, but the thing is that we're, we're encouraged to you know, grab some photos, do a little video here and there, but it takes away from what you're doing in the hour with your clients. So we try as, a, as the staff of trainers that we have, and, and it's a small company, but we tried to share. So when I've got some free time and there's some stuff going on, okay, I'll snap it with a few shots and then we'll post it out there. But to try and do that in the moment when you're actually trying to work with somebody, I, I don't know how people do that and still stay at that high level of effectiveness that they're, they're trying to achieve. What, what do you think is, is for, for your demographics, is it Instagram? Is it Twitter? Is it Facebook? Is it Snapchat? Like, where do you project a lot of your energy when it comes to social media? I would say Instagram, um, even though, like I said, I know Facebook is definitely an option. Um, but as far as like the content we like putting out, which is video, mostly video for like, a, you know, whether it be an exercise or a stretching mobility drill, um, it's, I feel like Instagram is the best venue for that. Um, and then uh, it's, you know, and we're also trying to market products like online products, whether it's through our app on Instagram also, which I don't know if that's the right direction because I don't know if it's a great marketing tool. Um, it can be, you know, I'm still learning that from the person next to me. Uh, so uh, you've got to figure out how else, you know, we're, we're doing, I'm doing better about as the, the gym I work at, you know, uh, email marketing and things like that. And, you know, that's a huge part of it. Um, so it's kind of like you said, it's, uh, I feel like I'm finally reaching the point I've been doing uh, personal training full-time for uh, going on six years. I just had five-year anniversary for full-time personal training. Right on. Um, so this is uh, going on six years. And so now I finally feel I've hit a groove of being able to handle whatever client comes in and throws at me. You know, if they have an issue, whether it's physical limitation or whatever, I can create the plan for them. So I feel really comfortable in that regard. Now I got to start being more skilled at the 
the marketing and the business acumen part of it too. And like I said, Shannon is doing her best to help me with that. Isn't it interesting that uh, in order to get comfortable, we have got to get uncomfortable. And uh, once we're comfortable, there's no change. So if we really want to grow and change, we have to stay in the uncomfortable zone, which makes me wonder, and, and Shannon, I'll ask you this question first, but Nick, I want to hear your, your uh, thoughts on it too. You, you just told me you went full-time uh, into personal training, which that in itself was probably a, a very uncomfortable move. And Shannon, you, you decided to jump into this business, leaving whatever it was you were doing, and also to come into the podcast. There is these leaps of faith. There are these fearful moments of having to overcome. How? Uh, what's your experience in overcoming these, I, I don't want to call them fears, but concerns. Well, what the heck, fear. How do you overcome these fears? How do you make those steps into these places that you're uncertain about? Yeah, and it's funny, we just had this conversation recently just between Nick and I because I actually have a full-time job and it's it's more than just a full-time job. I work at an agency, so it's a very high-paced, kind of high-stress job that demands a minimum of like 40 hours a week so everything I do, including my like studies, getting my certification, any kind of work with other people is squeezed into these minuscule little hours. And we talked about how do I make that leap or how do I take that next step because it's not sustainable to be doing this forever. And Nick actually took the plunge uh, when I was pregnant. Um, he went full time with his training and started his job as a trainer. In what business. better time, what better pregnant. time, right? Oh, yeah, I've so, got a building family. Why don't I yeah. do something that's gonna scare the living hell out of me? Good yeah. job. And it really was, it was like, in my mind, like there was no better time for him to take that leap because this is gonna be one of the hardest times that we have to struggle through. And we both have the mindset that yeah, you're going to be uncomfortable, but this is going to be tremendous growth. And it truly was, but it, it was also, I'm not going to lie, it was, it was painful. So living off of kind of one salary for uh, a little while and having him working crazy hours when we had a newborn at home, that was, it was a little stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so what was that like for you, Nick? Uh, I mean, honestly, it took her convincing me to do it, to even go through it. Cause like, I, obviously I wanted to do it. I knew that was my passion, but I was like, I can't just give up a 40 year out, you know, a, a full-time job with pay every two weeks, benefits, 401k. I was like, I can't give that up when I literally have a baby on the way. And then, you know, it was, I kept, you know, just kind of saying it either to myself or out loud enough. Apparently out loud enough to her to her to say, hey, you do it now or you're never gonna do it. And once she said, you could go, you know, go for it, I put my 30 days notice in basically the day after we had our first doctor's appointment for our daughter. So when she was nine weeks pregnant, that's when I, the next day I put my 30 day notice in my full-time job. And then a month later I started full-time personal training with three clients. So it was, uh, <laughs> And then, uh, you know, hopefully, and then just a scant, you know, five years later, it's going pretty well, you know? <laughs> That's amazing. And, and you obviously throw in a world app, uh, pandemic on top of that only a couple of years into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, 
So do you use this with your clients? Do you use these concepts of, of getting through hard times and, and, and your own personal experiences? Um, how, yeah, just curious. Do you use this at all? Yeah, I mean, thankfully, I mean, that's a great, that one's a story. I share that one with my clients all the time. Um, and then personally, back in, you know, when I really got kind of where the spawn of the name of our podcast come, Addicted to Fitness, is when I got addicted to fitness, um, was back in 2007. Um, I graduated college, I had a degree, I had a job in the field, and um, not, not in exercise science, not in the exercise science field, but um, I, uh, I really was still lost, kind of didn't have no direction. Um, and then with that, went on to eating whatever I wanted or too much of what I wanted and drinking and, and other things. And I quickly put on about 60 pounds. Um, oh. Yeah, it was probably the most unhappy, unhealthy, unhappy part of my life. And then I decided that came to the crossroads that, you know, if I don't change now, I never will. Um, I convinced myself of that. And I went into a kickboxing gym and then it was all she wrote. And then uh, within a year, I had lost the weight and was competing in amateur kickboxing. And that just from there, just grew from there to being just in love with fitness and realizing that I could share it with people, share my love and my story um, and try to inspire people to get addicted to fitness also. That's awesome. I love stories like that. Uh, when, when somebody experiences something and they go and have this desire to share that experience with others. So in the hopes that they will too change their lives for the better, that's, that's really quite cool. Shannon, with, with yoga, is that the same thing that happens? You have some lower back problems. You know, we did a yoga class and suddenly you're realizing, holy cow, I feel better. I'm going to become an instructor. Um, actually, I, was, I started yoga when I was about 12 years old. And you had my a mom, hippie mom, is that what it is? Your mom? Yeah, my mom totally. brought me to the yoga class. And it was one of the most amazing transformative experiences I think I'd had to that point. Because I was like, this is easy for me. This is fun. But it also gave me such a grounding sense that I'd never had at that point. You know, 12 years old, my brain's out here and looking in 50 different directions. I didn't know what it was to be present and to be grounded in a moment. And yoga really did that for me. And it served as sort of this touch point over the course of 20 years. And I always intended to do the yoga teacher training. And I didn't actually do it until I became very focused on my health because we were trying to get pregnant. We had a miscarriage. And after that, there was no experience in my life that I ever had to really overcome so much um, as that. For me and it was a very inward journey after that so I decided there's no better time for me to do this training and to become a yoga teacher training really for myself um, and it was that training that sort of set me on this path of I really would love to bring other people this experience because the support and the connection and the grounding I discovered I had a real passion for meditation um, I had postpartum anxiety following the birth of our daughter. And though I'd always struggled with anxiety, meditation was the really true thing that carried me through that time. And I realized how prevalent it was for other people, especially new parents, to be going through this. 
And it was one more big sign for me that I need to do this for myself, but also I really want to be able to share it. So uh, about a year ago, I came across the certification course for a well-being coach through the Chopra Institute, which was unlike any other training I had ever seen before. And I knew that this was that next step in the journey. And I've already worked with some friends and some family and have a surprising number of people really interested in actually paying me to do this work because anxiety is at an all-time high. I mean, you talk about an epidemic. Anxiety is all ages now and people suffering through trauma of the past two years and beyond. So it's really exciting to feel like I'm, I'm stepping in at this moment when I feel like these services are really needed. So not quite the, the journey that Nick has had. Mine was, I feel like a lot more spread out, but also I feel incredibly lucky to have taken those steps when I did. No, I'm getting this sense that that's really cool. I, I really appreciate you sharing all of those things that, uh, and, and at that intimate level too of what you've been through. But I see you in, in the partnership that you two have is one person's outward, the other one's inward in some regards, right? It's just like this yeah. cool melding. That's, I can see how that would work really well. Um, so where, where do you see your podcast direction going? Do you continue with the path that you're, you're exploring now? Are there other avenues that you're hoping to go and, and look down or yeah, what, what's the future for Addicted to Fitness? Well, I mean, I think we've always been very open to any area of health and fitness, you know, any subject matter, because that's kind of the, the idea that it's all, it's comprehensive, you know, health is comprehensive. It's not just working out. It's not just meditation. It's not just stretching. It's that and 10 other things, right? So it's all, it's all interconnected. So we like exploring all those connections. Um, so, and there's things we haven't done before. I know here in Tampa, we actually, we were talking about it. There's a new place that does hyperbaric trainers. Um, so um, we do a lot, we do several of our episodes. We do on location episodes where we try out something. We did IV therapy before. We've done cryotherapy. We've done flow therapy. Um, so we've all featured them on the podcast. So we, I'm just exploring the new, I guess the, the kind of the future ventures where uh, just therapies or things that influence people's health in a positive way. I think we're definitely going to take the podcast uh, to those locations. Yeah, I think we've talked about continuing how we are, but also we've started to talk about maybe there's some offshoots of this podcast that we can delve a little bit more into other subjects where mm. it's really not possible to, to derail our whole Addicted to Fitness podcast. And I think that that podcast is so much about the journey. You know, it's, it's evaluating new things. It's also how you get through the everyday challenges and what tools you might be able to use. I think that there's, there's those other kind of offshoots that we could expand on um, and tie it all together down the road. Very cool. Excellent. And is there anything that with your podcast and not to, keep on this subject but I'm curious what's what's the downside like what, what's the trouble spots for you uh well the trouble spots for us and kind of goes back to is just making sure we dedicate enough time yeah. to it 
you know, because um, we want to do, we, we want to offer uh, the follow-up, you know, to uh, maybe some sort of forum for people who listen to the podcast to discuss it, you know, some sort of message board um, and, or, you know, really just keeping our, our podcast website interactive. So people are learning more than just listening to the episodes. So, you know, going further going beyond just listening to the episode and that's that's something we need to do for the podcast to make it more beneficial to people and opposed to just you know listening to it in their ears every week you know yeah the so sense of that activation of your community I think that's probably where we've been the weakest because we haven't really had the time and bandwidth um, but that really is a lot of the opportunity uh, as well because if we do change our website, if we make sure we're really engaged in platforms, then it just gives additional resources and interaction and connection with those people who listen to our podcasts all the time. Do you, do you get a lot of clients from your podcast? Are people seeking out for online services or anything? No, not yet. That is probably another venue we probably need. We have promoted that before. Um, yeah. And- is something we need to get better about also now that we have uh, the online services available. Um, so, you know, whenever I launch a new program, we just launched a new program, Tampa Strength, uh, the ultimate golf warm up via the app. Um, so, that is something I promoted on the podcast, but it hasn't been something that has been uh, probably marketed the way it should be. Um, so, that's something we need to probably do a better job also. Yeah, yeah, don't you hate it when people ask you questions like that? Like, oh, great, no. here's something else I have to add to my day. <laughs> and we're just talking about time management. It's like, really? You're going to put that on my plate now? Come on. But, oh, man, it never stops. This is crazy. So so for people listening, the ATF podcast, not the alcohol, tobacco, firearms. <laughs> I'm sure you get that from time to time. But the Addicted to Fitness podcast, you can find it on most platforms mm-hmm. and uh uh, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, Google Music, and so on. Uh, how do people find out about you two and the work that you're doing in Tampa with Tampa Strong and, and your own business and so on? So, I mean, you can look at the Tampa Strength website. It's just tampastrength.com. Um, so, yeah, my, I'm a trainer there. So it's just me and my business partner, Sean Palo. He's, uh, he's the other instructor there. So our website on tampastrength.com is full of the uh, type of training we provide. And, you know, like I said, our, our wheelhouse golf fitness. So if you're a golfer, you'll definitely like that website. It's got plenty of information, a blog, along with what we can offer both in person and virtually or, or through the app. Um, so uh, my website, my old blog, um, where I put a lot of information up there is elementaltampa.com. So that has a lot of the old stuff when I used to have time to write a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah so that- but a lot of good stuff is still current. So I, I encourage people to go there, but also um, I think the Instagram, right? Yeah, Instagram is probably the best place to find us. Uh, it's We both have our own Instagram pages. Um, I'm Shannon JP, and then Nick is ET yeah. Tampa. E-T-T-A-M-P-A, ET Tampa. Mm-hmm. So those are, those are probably the best ways to get us. And and we have, we've had conversations with people through Instagram and it's always cool to see people posting about yeah. the podcast in there. Beautiful. Yeah. I'll make sure that all those connections are in the yep. description below the podcast for sure. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys, this is great. I really enjoy talking to other podcasters, just getting a little bit better sense of how you're doing it. And obviously 
uh, it's selfishly uh, self-learning for me and gives me a lot of experience and knowledge. So I appreciate that and appreciate your time coming on and, and chatting about yeah. it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the upcoming episodes that you have certainly uh, scheduled out to post. So thanks yeah. for coming on. Thanks You're for having me. us. Yeah. yeah. Right. Great. And I love your background, by the way. It really does make me long for the days when I actually had a surfboard and did that myself. <laughs> Soon enough. It, it's all coming back when the baby's like in grade school. It's <laughs> exactly. amazing how that time opens up. Well, that's a wrap for another episode of the Rockfit Files. I want to thank Nick and Shannon for coming on, sharing all they're doing on the East Coast. And I hope you listen next week. In the meantime, tell some people about our show and follow us on Instagram, Rocky underscore Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R. And we'll see you next week.